It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Any news today, Tito, at all? Dang, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, Rosie. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> this is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Welcome into another edition of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup, episode number 83, following a tough one for the Tribe on Tuesday night at Progressive Field, a quiet night offensively as the Twins win it by a score of 3-0, taking the first two games of the four-game series between the Tribe and the Twins. But the big news, Aaron Savali back on the mound for the first time since mid-June for the Indians, and he threw the ball extremely well. We'll hear from him shortly. We'll also check in with Indians acting manager DeMarlo Hale, and we'll talk Olympic games with Ryan LaVarnway, Indians catcher who played in the Olympics this year over in Tokyo for Team Israel in the baseball portion, and he has some some really neat thoughts on that experience, what it was like, and how he's balancing that with trying to continue to play Major League Baseball at a high level. That's all coming up shortly as we continue on the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Aaron Savali pitching into the fifth inning last night before reaching his pitch limit, but allowed just the one run and, and really seemed to have the good command for the first time being out there in quite some time in a major league game. He did have the three rehab appearances in the minor leagues, so maybe that made a, a big difference for him. But let's hear his thoughts after the game about his performance on Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, I think everyone knows the answer to that, but just to put words behind it, it's awesome to be back out there. Um, pitching it progressive again, it's always, uh, it's always a delight and kind of – I don't think you ever take it for granted, but when you're taken away from it, you just appreciate it that much more. How much did um, you appreciate that all your pitches were working and you were able to come out? And I know DeMarlo mentioned this, just that you were able to put guys away with multiple pitches tonight like you were previously. Yeah, uh, I think that was a huge focus of the rehab starts um, with three rehab starts. So that was kind of just getting the feel back for everything, but to be able to go out there and execute in a major league setting is definitely a question mark going into it. Um, obviously I feel comfortable going into that, but you never know when you take that next step. So it's definitely good to, good to build off of that. How tough is it to get in that fifth inning and, and give up that single and have to leave when you had to leave um, the game tonight? Yeah, uh, obviously I want to, face the next guy. I know we had a pitch count going into it and Arise is a guy that can put up a long at bat. So that's something that we didn't want to mess with. But I told DeMarlo, if he made it any closer to the mound without making a pitching change, he would have been in trouble. So I think he knew that too. Um, but hopefully next time we build that pitch count up a little bit more and can fight a little bit further into the game. With a little over a month left in the season, just what are your goals throughout the rest of your starts this season? Just throw as, as much as I can. Uh, the more innings I'm out there, the 
the better I'm doing for, for the team, um, the better position that we're in in that game, um, the, the closer the game is, the more fun baseball is. So if I'm pitching deep into games, which is the, the goal for every game that I've thrown in this year, um, that means it's a competitive game and that's just something that's more fun for us to play in and it's better competition. Everyone's in that game, so everyone's going to be playing their best self. Aaron, what's it like being sidelined for nearly three months and how difficult is it not to get too antsy to want to come back? Yeah, uh, it's very difficult. I think I was antsy the whole time that I was talking to Andre the other day, replacing that competitive, uh, the, that competitive nature on the mound that's very hard to replace. Um, being on that, on that mound in that dirt circle, it's hard to find that elsewhere. Um, did the best we could with workouts or just mental prep or whatever we were doing, but it, there's really no way to replace it besides being out there. So it's good to be back out there. Aaron, did, did you come in with the idea that you were going to throw, I think it, you threw six different pitches. Was that, did, was there a struggle that was, I mean, did you have any problem with that or was that the, the game plan from uh, the outset? Yeah, um, I don't think any of us were going to – I don't think I was going to pitch here unless I was full me. I don't think we were going to throw a shell of myself back out there. So my finger held up with everything that I threw and has been holding up for a while. Um, I think that is behind us for right now and hopefully for the long term. Um, comfortability with the pitches in terms of physically and mentally, everything's good right now. So. I think going in with the game plan was to throw all six, and we threw all six. So, Aaron, not to minimize your finger, but just how frustrating is that in the middle of a season that that's what took so many games away from you, that it was a, a finger sprain that slowed you down? For sure. Um, I know two guys on the other, on the Twins dealt with this as well. Um, Dobnak just came back recently, and I know Taylor is still dealing with his. Um, the finger seems very small to, to the outside person, but that's the last thing that touches the ball. It's probably, at the end of the day, the most important part of your body as, as a pitcher. Um, there's not too much you can do to prevent that type of thing. It's, it's a freak thing. Uh, there's very little muscle in there. It's just some, some tissue. That, that's, what, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, I think looking on the out, outside, looking in, it's frustrating uh, and it was definitely frustrating for me but at the end of the day if that finger isn't feeling the way it is that's why guys come out with blisters uh, you, you can't execute what, how you need to execute if, if you have issues like that and so such a fine line and this game needs to be so precise so and also weighing in post game for the tribe last night acting manager demarlo hale you know i, I saw mixes pitches very well you know uh, he had a number of strikeouts on um, different pitches you know, from his fastball to a split, um, I think it's curveball as well. So um, uh, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, tried to get him through that fifth inning. Um, we kind of thought that that um, Simmons would be his last hitter. You know, he had the two outs. He got the ground base hit. Um, and when the, the leadoff guy coming up, uh, uh, you know, he, he's a tough out and probably – you know, you look at his pitches that he see doing at bat. I mean, that 
possibly could have pushed um, Aaron, you know, into the mid eighties and, um, um, you know, we, we thought 78 was good for what he did. You know, I thought he was good though. Was Gant, um, what did Gant do to, to keep you guys off balance? You know what, he, he threw a change up. Um, I, I thought he had a very good change up. Um, I look back at some, um, it was one and he, he might have thrown it five times, I think two to straw to end and then um, three straight to um, uh, a minutes. Uh, I thought his changeup was uh, pretty effective tonight. Yeah, I, you think about it, I, I think we left maybe 11 men on, 12. So, you know, um, there was some chances, there was some traffic on the bases, um, um, but, you know, didn't get the big hit. And, um, but, you know, when you have traffic on bases, put some traffic on the bases, that, that's a good thing, you know, because you, you, you're creating yourself some opportunities to score some runs, you know, if you can string a couple of hits together. How frustrating is it coming off that Boston series where you guys were able to score so many runs and just the ebb and flow of baseball? Yeah, and, and you know, um, I think the last two nights they pitched pretty good. You know, I mentioned yesterday that they had the uh, the piggyback of, of the two starters, which, you know, has a little different rep repertoire. Um, and then um, Gant tonight, um, you know, I thought his changeup was very effective, you know, and, um, you know, he, he worked out of some innings, um, you know, with some men on, you know, not just scoring position, but just, you know, men on first, um, got the double play, I think, one time. So um, you, you, you turn the page real quick and, and you know, you try to uh, – I know I put Boston behind me, you know. Um, um, that's in the past. Let's worry about what's at hand, you know, and we got to come back tomorrow and, you know, get back on that uh, W side. That's Indians acting manager to Marlo Hale following the 3 nothing Twins win last night at Progressive Field. Behind the plate for the Indians as a backup right now is Ryan LaVarnway, and it's been an interesting summer for LaVarnway, who signed with the Indians just as spring training was getting rolling. He had been up earlier in the season with the Tribe, spent much of his year with AAA Columbus, but now he's back with some injury issues behind the plate and getting an opportunity to play. Also had an opportunity to play in the Olympic Games in Tokyo earlier this summer. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He played for Team Israel, and we had a chance to visit with him yesterday, and he filled us in on the experience of playing in the Olympics. For you, would you have ever dreamed when you got into this game, you're, you play pro ball, you're in the big leagues for a little bit, and would you have ever dreamed that you'd be an Olympian for Team Israel in the baseball portion of the Olympics just completed? Uh, definitely not, uh, especially because baseball hadn't even been in the last three Olympics. Um, I guess the Olympics, I didn't realize it works kind of like a college curriculum where you have your, your core classes and your core sports and then the host country gets to pick four elective sports. Uh, and since Japan is as baseball crazy as America is, baseball and softball were two of those sports, so baseball was back in it. And you're playing for Team Israel and, and we talked earlier about getting citizenship and qualifiers and all that kind of stuff, but. Uh, once you get all that squared away and you know you're a part of the team, what was it like for you 
when you first found out that, hey, I'm, I'm going to the Olympics, what, what was your reaction? And, and how much did you have to talk to the Indians at the time to allow you to go? So, so Israel was the second team to qualify for the Olympics, believe it or not, since I think Israel's ranked 64th in the, in the, the international world rankings. Uh, and Israel actually only has one true baseball field in the whole country. Uh, and it's, you know, it's the size of New Jersey. So th they had no business competing on the world stage but just like in the world baseball classic in 2017 uh, it's pretty amazing what we can do when you get a bunch of guys together that really believe in themselves uh, so israel qualified in in september of 2019 long before the pandemic was ever a thing long before i was a marlin and then a indian and all the other teams i've been on since then uh, but I didn't. I didn't know where I was going to be at, at that point in the season when the Olympics came. So I was. I was really excited for the prospect of it. But if I was in the big leagues at the time of the Olympics, I'm not eligible to play. So in the back of my mind, I was like, this this crazy, unbelievable once in a lifetime opportunity that might happen. And and you were up with the Indians for a little bit. So when it time goes by and, and you're back with Columbus were, were you happy to be back in AAA which sounds crazy to say but in, in some strange way were you happy uh, yeah I remember when I so I had a conversation with the Indians front office staff and they were like they were getting ready for Anthony Ghost uh, to go to play for Team USA and our pitching coach Rigo Beltran to go coach for Mexico and they had the conversation with me like hey are you wanting to go because the team well, you know, wants to support the players and, and help us with you know how can you say no you can't go to the olympics so they they were going to give me permission and but they wanted to know if i wanted to go and i said of course if if it's not going to cost me a call up because playing in the major leagues you know is it's a life life changing in its own right for other reasons so i had the conversation of yes i want to go and then hedges got hit with a foul tip later that day and that's how i ended up getting called up so i got called up and and then my phone was blown up with all sorts of congratulations welcome back to the big leagues except for my teammates on team israel that were all like oh no we could really use you um so it's it's been a crazy ride of emotions and and i'm i'm super grateful for every opportunity i get to get back in the big leagues and the timing just happened to work out where i could go to the olympics too stay tuned we'll have more with ryan lavarnway after this short break Ryan LaVarnway joining us, Indians catcher, Olympic catcher for Team Israel, which played in the Olympic tournament in Japan this summer. And uh, Ryan, the experience, uh, forget about the games, but the, around the Olympic Village, all of that, what was that like for you? That, that was the coolest part. Um, and I was super glad we got there like eight days before our first game to almost get that out of our system, to get the, the awestruck, I can't believe we're at the Olympics. Look at all these other athletes. Look at this village. We got to take a picture in front of the rings. We got to, we got to get that all out of our system. But I'm, I'm so glad that I got to experience that because being in the in the gym with all the other athletes and from all the other countries all around the world, or playing ping pong with South African water polo players, um, eating in the dining hall next to the French basketball team, like. These are things that I, you don't even think of when you think of playing in the Olympics. You think of the events, but those are the coolest parts. And in closing, you're, you're back in the major leagues with the Indians. Who knows how long all this lasts, and I'm sure you're at that stage of your career where you treasure every day. And, and what has this season meant to you to, to at least get some major league time again? Well, So I, I signed late this year. I signed after uh, pitchers and catchers reported. Um, so I'm even more grateful, but... The thing that's happened this year is I feel like my game is back, and I feel like I, I can play to the potential that I've known that I've had for a long time. 
um, where I was I was a big prospect coming up. I hit 30 homers, 120 RBIs for the Red Sox, and, and it's nice to feel like I still got it, and I and I think I have a lot of good baseball still in me. Well, thanks a lot for sharing about the Olympics and your career. I appreciate you coming by. Thanks. Fun stuff from Ryan LaVarnway. Been at this game for a long time at 33 years of age. And as he said there at the end, maybe he's on to something that can extend that major league career, which he's really had to battle to try and find a spot in the big leagues, but feels that uh, he's making some good progress this season in the Indians organization. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report, regular season roundup, episode number 83. Thanks, as always, to Bart Swain, Courtberry Tripp, Austin Controllis for all of their help. I'm Jim Rosenhouse, thanking you for listening and downloading The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.